Well, today is Palm Sunday, and it is an exciting day in the life of the church. This is the beginning of Holy Week. Holy Week is the week where everything begins to slow down when we read through the Gospels. Everything just gets, all the details become that much more important. And Palm Sunday is a time where we begin to able to just sort of write our hearts and focus in on the hope of the resurrection on the hope of that Christ has come for us in our imperfections and in our shame and allows for us to experience the grace of Jesus like we have never experienced it. The ability to right all wrongs and the ability to be able to say, this is my call in my life for us. This story about a donkey is so much more. This is the kickoff to how the world changes. This is the understanding of what we call the great reversal. The world was heading one direction, but Jesus said no more. We are going to change the trajectory of everything. And that great reversal is still happening today for each and every one of us. We can be changed. We can be moved in a way where our life was once going one direction but we encounter Jesus and we are moved in a new way. This all happens as we begin this beautiful start to Holy Week right now. Would you pray with me? Oh God, you are good and your love is always ready to give abundantly to us. As we begin Holy Week, it is not just another thing on the agenda. It is the only thing. It's the only thing. This is the week that changed the world. Open our hearts to hear the details. Let us be present in this coming week with you. God, right now, stir in us so that we can have hope in all things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open up to the Gospel of Mark. We're going to be reading the Palm Sunday story, Jesus just entering in on a donkey. So at this point, just a really quick recap. Indianapolis. Anybody familiar with Indianapolis? I'm familiar with Indianapolis. We all are. It's the big 465. Jesus has pretty much been doing his ministry around 465 to this point. He is now coming into the city. He's coming into the city. All the buzz about Jesus is happening. At this point right now, it's, it's go time. This is the final time where if Jesus wanted to back out, he could. He doesn't. And it's the reminder to us that Jesus will never back out on us. Jesus is always for us. He knows what's at the end of this journey. And he's going towards the center of it all. And people are ready. People are ready. Let us be ready as well. It says this, Mark 11, verses 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which is which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that colt? They answered, as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches, palm branches, that they had cut from the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, 
Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Why is this happening? Why is, Jesus ha- why is this taking place? It's fulfilling the scriptures, right? Why is Jesus telling people to go steal a colt, right? That's not what Jesus is doing. It's all there to fulfill the scriptures. And everybody knew it, right? This is the thing. Like, in our day and age, we know, like, when the next Marvel movie is coming out. We can throw out there the plot lines of like, this is going to happen in Doctor Strange, or when the new Star Wars movie comes out. We are aware of this. And we start throwing out those plot lines, and we say, but what if this happens, and what if this happens? This is what was happening. Everybody in that day and age knew what would go down when the Savior would show up. So this was not a surprise, probably as they were coming and getting the colt, that they were like, yeah, we heard. He was doing ministry around 465. You know, that's an illustration. Jesus wasn't in, in the United States. But anyway, but we knew that, right? So yeah, take the colt. They knew the plot line. They knew what was coming. They understood it. And so that's something that we have to remember. And so as they saw this, they saw, they knew, we need to say Hosanna because that's what the Scriptures say. That's what Zechariah says. That's what Psalm 118 says that just read earlier. We know that's coming. This is the thing, though, that we have to understand. They knew everything, but they also brought their preconceived notions to everything. This is where we can connect to this story. We know of Jesus, but we also know that we like things the way we like them. That's where we connect in the story. As people came and they laid their cloaks down and they laid their branches down, they were laying down what was familiar to them. They were laying down what was around them. That was it. But they were also coming and saying, this is going to be the guy who becomes that military leader. And he will dominate. This is going to be the guy who all of a sudden will make the flood of wealth fall down upon God's people. And we will never have to beg anymore. This is going to be the guy. This is going to be the Savior that is finally going to make me and elevate me to have influence in this world if I just follow him. You see, they came knowing they needed to lay something down because they knew the plot line, but they also came with their preconceived notions. This is what I'm going to get out of it. I like to say that I can't relate to them at all. But in the end, I'm not 6'7 and playing in the NBA. So maybe my preconceived notions didn't work out. What do we understand about Palm Sunday? We understand that Jesus loves us so much. He loves us so much that He comes into Jerusalem knowing what His ending will be. That He will die upon the cross. He knows that. He knows that He is going to face the worst way to die in that time. And He's doing it so that we can be forgiven of our sins and have our shame erased. And He knows. He knows that as those people are laying down their branches, 
that they won't be there when he starts getting whipped. And they won't be there when all of a sudden his hands have nails driven through them. Because they're saying, but what are you giving me here right now, Jesus? Because I thought you were going to come in and set me free. I thought you were going to come in and make sure that all my relationships would be perfect from this point on. And it's not. And Jesus will say, I'm laying my life down for you. For us, as we look at Palm Sunday and we have fun with the donkey, which I love. Make sure you get a picture with Esau out there. It's a good time. No, the donkey. It's good. Uh, Eddie Murphy, he wasn't available. So just making a Shrek comment today. I don't know any other donkey comments to make. So anyway, but for us to check our hearts in this day, I think to be honest as we enter into Holy Week is an important thing. Because I think this, time and time again, I think this is just another Holy Week. It's just going to be a busy week. There's sports practice. There's this. We've got to get to grandma's. We've got to get to our aunt's. We've got to do all these things. But if we pause and we open our hearts and we enter Holy Week with pureness to hear from Jesus, we will see miracles take place. We will have things be revealed to us that we've never seen before. So the first thing that we have to do is say, what is my preconceived agenda with Jesus? What am I here for? What am I trying to confirm this life for? What is it? Maybe for you, uh, you, you always seem to tack things on. Or maybe, maybe this is a point where we can look at others and say, you know, Christian should just be a singular word. There shouldn't be anything that describes that, right? There shouldn't be the, the environmental Christians, the social Christians, the, the, the prosperity Christians, the, this race Christians or that race Christians, this political party Christian. No, Christian is one word saying, I follow Jesus alone. There's no other agenda but the agenda of Christ. We aren't just laying down palm branches because they're conveniently located around us. We are laying down everything that we are. Let us come forward with Christ knowing this. And then the next thing I think is something that we have to understand. Sometimes I don't think we give enough credit to the two that go and get the colt, right? Right? I mean... We know how hard it's to find the Colts these days. We've got a 37-year-old quarterback now. You know, it's hard to find Colt players. Anyway, it's hard. Anyway, but no, but it's hard. We don't look at those two guys. They had to go and that awkward exchange of like, well, this, Jesus told us to do this, right? Like, have you ever done that? I'm, I'm just a little side note. I know the time's ticking. I mean, it's fun. Like, well, I think Jesus told me to pray for you. <laughs> oh, it's so fun, guys. You should all try it. It's a blast. Some t- I'm being serious. But anyway, it's awesome. Awkward at times, too. Anyway, but we need to give these two credit. Because they were ready for the action that Jesus gave them. And they went and they did it. This is a week where there are some amazing disciples that were called into action and they chose not to do it. And we can relate with those disciples 
probably more than the disciples that went and got the colt. So friends, this is what I'm going to challenge with you in this week. To be bold. To be really bold. To see the story of Jesus unfold in your eyes. Lay down those agendas. And the second thing is, is to be ready to take action. Be ready to be bold in your actions. These 19 kids have been bold in their actions. They're ready to go. Are we as a congregation also ready to go? Are we ready to do what Jesus is asking us to do? Not what the world is saying, not what our neighborhoods are saying, not what society is saying us, but what is Jesus calling you to do? And will you take action? Oswald Chambers says this, When I see Jesus Christ, I simply want to be what He wants me to be. Let us live that life. Let us live that life. Let us be what Christ wants us to be. Jesus enters, right? Jesus goes, and he knows that hardships are ahead of him. But the ultimate triumph is a week from today. There are times where we go, and there will be hardships. There even was for Jesus. But at the end, there will be a triumph. Let us go and be ready and step into the hope that Christ has for us. And let us be people who are willing to take action, to be His love and His light. And let us always know that we are His children and that He cares for us and that He calls for us to praise Him with everything, but to know that He wants everything from us. Would you pray with me? Oh God, you are good and your love flows through this place. Stir in our hearts. Open our minds to hear from you. Right now, if there is anything in our lives that has become an agenda that's attached to our faith, let us lay it down. It's not equal and is not as important as living for Jesus alone. And as we do that, let us step into a life where we are willing to go and untie a colt for Jesus. We're willing to do anything. And in doing so, hope will be heard by all. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Here at the branches, all who believe and confess are able to take communion here at, as we celebrate what Christ is doing and has done for us. God is good. And His love never ceases to amaze us. What is so amazing in this is this week, the Last Supper, which is on Thursday. Jesus sat around with the disciples and He broke bread with them and He passed it to those around Him. And He said, this is My body that is broken for you. Take and eat. And then He passes the cup around and He says, this is My blood that is spilled for you and the forgiveness of your sins. In that moment, the disciples weren't sure what He was talking about. They were like, Jesus, you're saying... Stuff again that we're not sure we understand. But as they began to take it, and as Jesus said, do this as often as you can in, rem in remembrance of me, they realized this might be the Last Supper. For us, 2,000 years later, we get to partake in the same thing that the disciples did. We get to celebrate that life doesn't end here on earth, but we have life forever because of the sacrifice that Christ has made for us. 
And so let us take this this day, knowing that our sins do not define us, but that Christ's love rearranges our lives and allows for us to be transformed and made new. Would you pray with me? Oh, holy God, there are those of us who have come here broken in this day. We ask right now that you fix us and put us back together. There are those of us who come in this day and our cup feels empty. We ask right now that you fill our cup. We are not perfect. And we have fallen to the temptation of sin. And so right now, Lord, through your grace and forgiveness, we ask that you watch over us and forgive us of our sins. Lord, help us not to live a life that is in the shadows, but to live a life that is in your light. Bless this bread and this juice. Let it represent to us your body that was broken for us and your blood that was spilled for us so that we can be made whole and that that our cup can be filled to overflowing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Body of Christ, broken for you, take and eat. Blood of Christ spilled for you. Take and drink. Lord, watch over us as we enter into this week. Allow for us to be filled with your Holy Spirit. Allow for us to be made new. Allow for us to believe in the resurrection. Allow for us to go from this place being your light and your love. Allow for us to stand on the truth of Jesus to know that we are children of God, but that we have a Savior who has made us whole, and a Savior who loves us, and a Savior who says, go and share this love with others. Let us be your light in this week. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. What a Sunday, an awesome Sunday. And next week is Easter. As you leave, give someone a high five and tell them that Jesus loves them, and we'll see you next week. Love you all.